0: when it comes to your marriage. In other words, have you eliminated every potential option out there? Find out what I mean next. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena, it's equipping men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by my new favorite coffee company, Juniper Mountain Trading Post. And the coffee that I am really been pleased with is called The Trail Boss. The Trail Boss is actually named... After a legendary trail boss named George Duffield, who once said that during a severe storm, they had to stay in the saddle for 60 hours hours straight and the only thing that kept them going was bread and coffee. The Trail Boss Roast is a medium, smooth, bold and balanced coffee that is dedicated to you, the hard-working blue-collar man. Check them out guys. Go to junipermountaintradingpost.com and when you check out if you enter the code arena, you'll get 10% off on your sales. Go check them out guys. Men the arena army we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. I'm Jim Ramos. This is the Men in the Arena podcast, Equipping Men in 10, and I am your host and guide to your best version inside that stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to the number one podcast on Spotify for Christian men. Before we get into the meat of this podcast, I want to unleash one of our 365 hero stories that we are pursuing. This is number 60. It comes to us from Joshua through Instagram, and he writes this. He says, Being a man of faith around the middle-aged years is difficult. Perhaps few of our peers are believers. This is true. As you get older, you see more and more people fall away from Christ. Fewer of our peers are believers, or perhaps we are between the young and the old with few contemporaries. He said, Man arena has united me with fellow brothers in Christ no matter where I live in taking a stand against this broken world that is antithetical to God I have Men in the Arena to help me link with other guys and the good news of Jesus Christ so thanks a lot Joshua. hit us up at info at we will send you some swag just to say thanks when you give us your physical address so, guys, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this theme of burning your ships in the context of marriage. You know, this goes all the way back to 1519 and Hernan Cortez, who, when he landed, uh, when his Spanish, when his 600 Spanish conquistadors landed in Veracruz, Mexico, they burned the ships, and it was. It was Cortez's way of putting his men on what military strategists called death ground. It, no turning back, fight or die. Now, here's the funny thing about this. Is that Cortez did not burn the ships. He scuttled all of the ships but one. And the one he left, he left to send riches back to Spain. So why do we in history think that he burned the ships when in fact he did not burn the ships? Well, it was, uh, it was as simple as reading and writing the Spanish language. So here we go. Hugh Thomas, in his book, Conquest, Montezuma, Cortez, and the Fall of Old Mexico, explains this. So the early documents speak of the boat's breaking, and the Spanish word is quebrando. so, but, what happened is, thanks to bad handwriting, we have the word "kemando," which is burning so Thomas, in his book, continues to explain that Cortez himself, writing about this account of the experience, explains the deliberate grounding or breaking of the ships and that not burning them at all. So kind of a fun little story there. But if we look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, we read this. And I'm going to change the words up a little here as well. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's ship or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Historically, the ship that men have their eyes on is the ship of a friend, or the ship of a person in their office, or the ship of someone on social media, or the ship of somebody they went to high school with way back then. So my question, guys, is do you have any ships waiting in your harbor just in case. Are there any women out there on your social media, on your text thread, uh, in your office, in your neighborhood, uh, uh, at your church? Are there any women out there who you look at and they are an option, a potential replacement of the ship that God has given you, i.e., your wife. So I've referenced this book many times, but in his short book on marriage uh, called What Radical Husbands Do, the late Reggie Campbell writes uses Cortez's ship analogy of burning as an illustration of marriage. And he writes this, he said, until your wife is the only focus of your attention and romantic energy, you won't have any chance at winning her heart or keeping it over time. That is a powerful powerful statement. Later on in the book, Campbell says, burn the ships to eliminate all escape routes for marriage into the arms of another ship. He goes on to ask readers if there are any ships that need burning. I would say, Cortez would say scuttling or sinking. Campbell goes on to say this, the ships or these other women know that they are an option. Isn't that interesting? So you have an option out there, another woman, another ship, and Campbell would have said that you know that she's your option and she knows that she's the option, which means you have had a strategic guardrail breach. So that's really interesting to me. You know Proverbs 5 verses 15 to 19 says this. It says, "Drink water from your own sister and fresh water from your own well. Should your springs? Be dispersed abroad by springs, guys. We're talking about your sperm. Streams of water, again, sperm, in the streets. Let them be yours alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wa- wife of your youth. As a loving hind, a graceful doe, let her breasts satisfy you at all times. That's one of my memory verses. And be exhilarated always with her love. Isn't that a beautiful picture of a man who is always, all in. He has scuttled the ships. He has burned the ships. There are no options in the harbor. You know, my friend and fellow warrior for men, David Dussek, has a ministry called Rough Cut Men. And we've had David on our podcast a couple times now. And David talked about a time in his life when he went through his social media. And David's got a massive following on Facebook. It's like close to 100,000. And he eliminated hundreds and hundreds of women off of his Facebook page. And so being inspired by that on multiple occasions in the last five years, I've gone through my social media accounts. I've eliminated women, just eliminated them over and over and over again. Have I offended them? Maybe. Do I care? Not really. The only ship I care about is the ship in my harbor, my beautiful bride. That is the only ship That matters to me. So, guys, do you need to scuttle some ships? Do you need to eliminate all options in your life? Do it with vengeance and do it now. Guys, if you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you uh, take a copy of this link, shoot it off to one of your bros. Maybe you have a bro right now who's got some ships in the harbor that don't need to be there and shouldn't be there. Send them a link. Man, you can save a marriage if you just send this link to somebody you care about. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Scuttle your ships. And be a man.